This message is brought to you by The Covenant Nation. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, everyone. I'd like to commend Pastor Kwaju, Pastor Toy, and the team for such a rich plethora of speakers from diverse entrepreneurial ecosystems and the gender balance. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Okay, so I'm wearing three hats today. Um, one, as, an, as a founder, CEO of a beauty company that is a platform and a network to create entrepreneurial opportunities for people in the makeup and beauty industry. But my second hat is as an entrepreneur who has built from the scratch an internationally recognized makeup brand that in an industry that was practically non-existent 25 years ago in Nigeria when I started. I'm also wearing a hat as a leader of a team of committed professionals, the entrepreneurs that we've been talking about, who have been committed, committed in the last two decades in building. And they have been responsible for, one, building the 8,000 numbers that you heard earlier on of professional makeup artists. And now we have representation from diverse nationalities. People have come from Botswana to Nigeria, Namibia to Nigeria to come to our Makeup Academy, which was founded 20 years ago. It's not beans. We've also trained and developed over 15,000 beauty entrepreneurs who've become active players in the industry. Some of them have gone off to create their own brands, but creating job opportunities in the country and across the world. I think one of the ones that I'm also most proud of is building a brand that can be franchised. And so today we have retail stores in all the major cities in Nigeria. In Lagos, we're in Leki, Amuwa, Dauphin, Surulere, Ikeja, we're in Kano, Kaduna, Saba, Uyo, um, Ibadan. You are going to clap? I wasn't sure. But having said that, um, created 500, minimum 500 products in a product line, the first indigenous makeup brand in Nigeria. And we're talking about foundations, powders, lipsticks, and all the things that make women look more beautiful than they really are. But I stand here today as a product. I know that you all know that it's not easy to start a business, to build it, to grow it, and 25 years still be standing. But I consider myself a product of grace and of grit. So today, I bring to platform my own entrepreneurial stories. I like stories, so I'll tell a lot of stories today. And try and help us to see, you know, different angles on the subject of innovating into the future. And I'm hoping that you'll find useful tips as I present to you my own stories as well as you innovate into the future. A wise man, a wise man once said, I'm sure some people know who the wise man is. You can see the smile on my face, so you have an idea who the wise man is. I am blushing after 22 years, but he's still a wise man, huh? Okay. The future is not a date on a calendar. 
to be revealed. The future is everything that you can be but haven't yet become. The future is everything that we can do but have not yet done. The future is everything that we can have but have not yet possessed. The future is not ahead of us. The future is on the inside of us. I stole that quote from Mr. Fela Drutoy. So our challenge and responsibility is to deliver the future. So in my opinion, when I think about innovation, innovation is the process of delivering that future. It's that process of delivering that future. And many times we are thinking to ourselves, is there innovation in me? I'm unsure that there's innovation in me. And I'm going to share scripture later on to confirm that there's truly innovation on the inside of you, if only you key into it. So I saw a definition of innovation that I really like. Innovation has been defined as the process of making an idea or invention into a good or a service that creates value for which customers will pay. For which customers will pay. Bolan was talking about a big enough market earlier on. Okay, So they have to be able to pay, but the market also has to be big enough. And that is what entrepreneurship is. So entrepreneurship, on the other hand, is your ability to be able to see challenges as opportunities. You have to have the ability to see challenges as opportunities. You also have to have the ability to create a solution that can be packaged into a product and served to a clientele base that is willing to pay for it because they've seen value in it. So, you must have the lens of seeing challenges as opportunities. You have to have the capacity to create a product that is a solution to the challenge that you've just seen, packaging in such a way that is directed to a particular market, and they must be willing to pay for it. But lastly, at a price point that keeps your business sustainable for growth. So, you can innovate, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't make you an entrepreneur. You can innovate, you invent, you create, but the ability to find the customer who is going to pay consistently for it, that is what makes you an entrepreneur. So, you need to come out today and say to yourself, well, I have invented, I have created, but that's not sufficient. I need to find the market. I need to find the people. And I need to put it at a price that they are willing to pay for it consistently such that I can have sustained, a sustained, a sustained growth. And that growth must, of necessity, be profitable. So if we're going to create solutions, let's think of packaging the solutions in a good way. So I would like to... Um, use this opportunity to share some stories of innovation that House of Tara has experienced. We have many innovative, I guess when you heard my profile, you hear a lot of firsts, first, first. Um, I think we're very lucky to have also been innovation as a part of our business. And one of the stories I remember and I, when I think about um, innovation is the summer of 1998. Some people may co consider it mundane, maybe or maybe not, but I think it's done a revolutionary work. And I'll explain shortly. So the summer of 1998, a very prominent Nigerian man's daughter was getting married. And the daughter wanted this magical wedding. She wanted to get a beautiful dress. She wanted to be able to walk into the auditorium where her white wedding was going to take place and know confidently that like, she looked stunning. 
and that the man who she was going to be wedded to would look at her and say, yes, this is truly the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. And she thought about the different images of what she wanted to see. A dress, nice hair, makeup, just perfectly groomed. But there was a challenge. And the challenge was, who was the person that could help her present herself in such a way from a makeup standpoint that she'll be confident in herself. At this time, it was aunties that just apply one red lipstick for you when you're getting married. And if you were here 25 years ago, you know, or you got married before that time, you know that there were no makeup artists in Nigeria. But on the other side of town was a young law undergraduate who had this skill of and helping her classmates who were going for law dinners and saying to them, I can help you do your makeup. And they were not paying really for it. But she enjoyed the feeling she got from transforming these ladies. And the ladies looked forward to it consistently. Soon enough, a friend said, why don't you start this thing as a business? And the question was, is everything a business? Well, this was potentially a business. But she went about her classmates to say, do you know anyone who's getting married? Do you have a sister who's getting married? Do you have a cousin who's getting married? Can you tell them that there is now a makeup artist in town? And soon enough, our prominent daughter, man's daughter, one hand had a challenge. On this side of town, a young undergraduate had created a solution that has been packaged into a product that she knew could be priced properly and she was ready for an exchange to take place because she knew that somebody had found value in it. Their paths collided, and as they say, it was a marriage made in heaven. That young entrepreneur is standing here today and has built a beauty business 25 years from that seed. From that seed. But it's not enough that she has now built a business. It's the ripple effect of the decision and the courage to take that step. It is the number of makeup artists that we have today, an industry that prior didn't exist. The number of product lines that have been created locally by local brands that was not the case in the past was simply because that young undergraduate dared to innovate. And this is what management science calls breakthrough innovation. Well, you do something that's never been done before. Have the courage to do it. Charge for it. Get paid for it. And then price properly so that you can have a business that is sustainable many years after. I'll tell another story, another moment of innovation apart from uh, the bridal makeup one was, I don't know how many of us remember when you go to the market with your mother and take, you have this image in your head of any of the traditional markets whether it's your Balogu market, Tejosho market, Wuse market in, in Abuja. But you're going to the market with your mom. And where does she buy her makeup? Where? In the market, right? But she takes you along with her. The inconvenience. You remember the crowd, right? You remember the heat. You remember the negotiations back and forth. How tired you get. But I think the worst part is the traders and the cosmetic sellers that drag you as the daughter. Does that happen to anybody? Did it happen to anyone? As you are walking, what would they be doing? Madam, I go marry your bikino. Your daughter are fine, though. Am I correct? She's so beautiful. I go marry her. And guess what? Mothers are cringing. The daughters are cringing. If you're a man that you didn't, you don't, I'm sure maybe you didn't have the experience, or maybe your sisters told you about the experience, it's a terrible experience. 
And so the women want to continue to buy because grooming is a huge part of who we are as women. So makeup, doing your eye pencil, putting on your lipstick and looking snazzy is part of being a woman. It's part of being your feminine self. The same way men have to cut their hair, right? And that's how they feel groomed. That is how important makeup is for us. But the women are stuck with buying from the, from, from the open market, the traditional markets. But soon enough, yet again, a group of professionals that as the business began to grow, I had to engage. And in engaging, what I found was the entrepreneurs came with their own ideas. One of the ideas was for us to start up something. And what was that something? What we called a makeup specialty store. What that meant was we wanted to provide comforts convenience, customer engagement, customer service, so that the women who want to buy makeup were not stuck in buying in the open market anymore. And in 2004, we opened our very first makeup studio in Nigeria, a specialty store just for makeup. And what it meant, it was not just that we were now retailing products, it was that only professional makeup artists were now attending to customers. So we're no longer stuck with one random trader who doesn't know what tones are, what shades are, what colors suit who. But now we're having trained makeup assets. And by extension, we have to now create the Makeup Academy, where we're training makeup artists who could serve and work in our stores, but then subsequently go out and become their own entrepreneurs. Today, there are so many international brands in Nigeria that are functioning and can only function simply because one of the number of makeup artists who have been trained and able to work in those industry, work in the industry and work in these brands because we're innovative enough to create a makeup specialty store, one, but also to create an academy that develops and trains the makeup artists who can then become professionals working in these stores. A new career path was created. So you have lawyers who become makeup artists. You have people who study engineering becoming makeup artists because they are following their passion. Yes, I love, to st- I love that I studied a- X and B, but what I really like is makeup artistry. And they can take that and transform their lives, create a new pathway for themselves. And this is what we call experiential innovation. So you may not recreate what already existed, but you may say, how do we make it nicer for the customer? How do we make it easier for the customer? How do we make it more comfortable, more convenient for the customer? And how do we get create a situation where the customer comes in and they have a feeling, they walk away with a feeling saying, this is exactly what this should be. That is experiential innovation. The last story I would like to share is the story of our very first franchise. In 2007, we opened our first franchise. And at the time, we just opened two stores. We had one in Lagos, two in Lagos, one in Nikeja, and one in Victoria Island. A young man walked into the office and had the opportunity of meeting with one of the entrepreneurs in House of Tara. And that entrepreneur was our general manager, who had just come from LBS, was working for the company for about a year. And this is the power of entrepreneurs, right? And this is what Ndidi and Bolamat had referenced earlier. When this man came from Ibadan to say, I want a House of Tara franchise, I for a split second had imposter syndrome. You know what you're thinking? Does he even know what franchise means? He probably doesn't know what franchise means. Because if he knows what franchise means, it means that he wants to take my brand name and take it to another location. Why would he want to do that? Why can't he start his? Of course, the entrepreneur 
who understands that this is a brand that can, because it's a recognizable brand, it has value, that if he puts it on a door as a signage, people already know what it means and they will come. He took his time to explain it to this entrepreneur who didn't get it. Entrepreneurs, you are powerful. You are powerful. And so by sharing, by him, more or less, like, he sold the idea to me. And that's how we created the first franchise store outside of Nigeria. Outside of Lagos. But the minute that happened, what he also said to me, it gave me the idea, vision, that we could open 50 stores, 100 stores. It is possible, as long as the government creates an enabling environment, as Golan had said. There was a time I even thought that we could open a thousand stores. Well, that's a conversation for another day. Now, soon after the battle franchise opened, we got another franchisee from Port Harcourt. In the first year that she opened in Port Harcourt, she decided she wanted to open a second franchise. So here we had one in Ibadan, two in Port Harcourt, and then I said, you know what, let's go. How far? And in one year we just opened, churned out 10 stores because there was a gap, there was a challenge, innovation came to the rescue. And when innovation came to the rescue, we saw growth. And that growth is not just for that time, it has been sustained till now. And it is what we see in that industry today. And so what I'd like to say in closing is let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 that says, Our eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. People are Bible students in this church. Oh. And it hasn't entered into the heart of man those things which are prepared for those who love the Lord. How many of you love the Lord? How many of you love the Lord? What that means is that there is something that is on the inside of you that it's innovation. The Bible says there's a spirit in man and the inspiration of the Almighty gives him insight. Insight is the prerequisite for innovation. There's some kind of intelligence, spiritual intelligence that we have when we pray in the spirits. And the more we pray in the spirit and we listen in and tune into our spirit man, things are dropped. Witty inventions are dropped. And as long as you're a person of the Spirit, it will come to you. So when you're praying in the Spirit, make sure to take the time to take notes. Take your book and your paper. You're almost saying to God, I'm coming expectant of insights. And because I have the Holy Ghost on the inside of me, this insight has capacity to innovate. So I may not see, but I may have some data. When I was talking about data earlier on, so everything that is not data-oriented is all... Is all what? Hey. But we can, we have the capacity to get some spiritual data. And the gift of the spirit that we all operate in because we have the Holy Ghost has the capacity to sow those things into us. So when people ask me, then, how did you think of this? How do you think? Because there are too many innovative things that I did. All I say to them is, as a young teenager, the church that I went to, my pastor was a teacher of the word. Did he knows? Taught faith. And as a teenager, every day we get to church, two services in the week. The church was never big. It was like 15 people. But you can be guaranteed that you are mandated to pray all Pauline prayers. From Philippians, Ephesians, Colossians, Thessalonians, Philemon, and Hebrew. And you had to pray those prayers. Maybe I didn't even understand what they meant. Till today, as a mother, 
I still pray my Pauline prayers. And I ask my children to pray their Pauline prayers. And if I phone you and I ask you to pray, I will know whether you have been praying Pauline prayers. Depending on how smooth. <laughs> my children have caught me now. They are listening. <laughs> but this is what I believe. And we are people of faith. And this church is a church that teaches the word. Insights. Faith for... For... Insight for living, period, end of discussion, right? So, the insight that we're getting is not for us to sit pretty in church. The insight for us is to go out into the world and make disciples of all nations, baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching men to do all things. And Lord, Jesus said, I will be with you to the end of age. Discipleship will come from us if we're innovative. Let's not wait for the world to teach us innovation. Let's teach the world innovation. God bless.